in May. This means consumers will continue to be under pressure. In our talking point today, we are asking, how are you managing the higher cost of living? And you can SMS us on 34701 at one round per SMS. Facebook us PM Life, uh, one word, uh, Twitter us at SAFM PM Life, or you can call us later on 0891-104209. That's 0891-104209. And we'll be taking your those uh, calls at about uh, quarter to six. Angolan refugees in South Africa alleging that home affairs is forcing them to go back to Angola even though some still face persecution and others are married to South Africans. They say in 2013 an agreement was reached between authorities from South Africa, Angola and the United Nations Commission for Refugees. Many Angolans were voluntarily expatriated while some were given two years to complete their studies and other businesses. Some were given the option of applying for permanent residency but now the leader of the Angolan refugees in South Africa, Manuel Jose, says the Home Affairs Department is rejecting their applications without clear reasons. Jose now joins us on the line. Good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you. What informs your allegations that the Home Affairs Department is forcing you to go back to Angola? have got a serious problem here with the Department of Home Affairs. In 2013, there was an agreement between Angola government, South Africa government, and United Nations for voluntary repatriation, right? So after that, we, we were given two years as a work permit on Angolan passport, and then those one who decide to go back to Angola, they left in 2013, right? So the Department of Home Affairs said to us that after those two years, you will decide to stay here in South Africa. You can apply for a residence permanent. We say, okay, fine. So after that, the two years is expired. They don't want to extend our visas. They don't want to give us a residence permanent. Some of us, we are married with the South African. Our kids, they are born here. They are frozen our account, account bank. We don't know how to pay our school fees. So we don't know how to pay school fees for the kids. This is too much problem for us. So we need help on that so we can sort it out this problem. Have you been trying to get answers from the Home Affairs Department? And I what what the, uh, what was their can, response? Yes, yes. We get through to the Home Affairs. They say to us that we are waiting for Angola government to sort it out your problem. We've been living here for 20 years. We never had anything for Angola government. Even a refugee, you are not allowed to get inside the Angola embassy. We have got a problem in Angola. We cannot go there because we are facing persecution, because we are running away. From, that's why we are running away from there. We are here. We settle our life here. We have got a family here. We don't have a family in Angola. Now, they are t- still following us from that side to here. Now, Jose, tell me something. When the United Nations Commission for Refugees facilitated this agreement with South Africa and all the refugees agreed to the terms of those, did you give them that input that you are still fearing persecution in Angola? You, before they give you a refugee status, they give you the interview. On the interview, you give them your reasons why you are here and then what is the problem. And they know 
that those who are who remain here, the home affairs have got their interviews, they know that those guys, they cannot go back there. Did you give any input when that agreement was signed with South Africa and the Department of Home Affairs to repatriate Angolans? Sorry? Did you give any input when that agreement was signed with South Africa to repatriate Angolan refugees? No, there was, uh, the agreement is between two countries and the United Nations. But they tell us face-to-face, right at home affairs, that this is, is going to happen, guys. We want to cancel your refugee status, and then the embassy give you your own passport, and then those one who don't want to who don't want to stay here, they get the travel documents and they go. And then they give us the passport, they give us the two years. What about our sons? They believe we can get the passport. They say that those are South Africans. We're not going to give them any paper. Even now, our son, they only have a death certificate. They don't have other documents, but they're still at school. They are getting things now. They started asking at school, we want this, we want this. So what are we going to do? What's next for us? How many people are in this group, and why have you chosen to remain in South Africa? We are 3,000 Angolans who are choose to remain in South Africa because of the persecutors in Angola, they are looking for us. The others who don't have a problem, they left voluntarily without any problem, but they're still facing another problem that side. When they get there, they start asking them, where were you when we are fighting? Ah, no, I was in South Africa. Okay, you are in South Africa. You are not allowed to work. You are not allowed to study. They put them on another refugee camp on their own country. Manuel Jose, the leader of the Angolan refugees here in South Africa. Let's get more on the story. Joining us is the spokesperson for Home Affairs, Maithome Chwete. Good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. How do you respond to the allegations that are being made uh, by Manuel Jose and his group? Well, good afternoon, um, Brahaik, and good afternoon to your listeners. I I think we should move away from framing things from accusations and allegations and responses to allegations. I think we should be looking at where the Angolan cessation comes from and the interventions that were taken by not only the South African government, but uh, the, the, the UN body for refugees in the world. It's important for your listeners to understand that it's not South Africa that decides by itself that uh, countries are now, lo- are now stable and people from those countries are no longer refugees. It's not South Africa that decides by itself that um, refugee status is based on instability from the country of origin. So when the UNHCR came back and said to us that Angola along with other countries like um, Liberia, were now countries that would no longer be considered um, countries that have refugee status under the reasons that were given when it first came for the Angolan cessation. We, as South Africa, had to deal with that reality. And we did a number of things to try cater for those people, like Jose, who said that they'd been living in South Africa for an extended period of time. One of the things we did is that we, we, we gave them an opportunity to regularize their stay. So those ones that are saying that they have now married South African women or they've, they've uh, married South African men or they have ch- children with South Africans, we have said to them, regularize your stay through 
for instance, the companion visa, where you are an accompanying person because you are married to a, 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 um, a person from our country. There's that opportunity to do that. There are others who are working in the country. So they can apply for permanent residency because they've been in this country for longer than five years and they are working in the country. They can apply for permanent residency. So those opportunities have been made available to them. But it's not for Africa, as I'm saying, determines that people are no longer refugees. And once, once that refugee status falls away, which means you have the protection of your country, which means you are now, Ike is now a citizen of South Africa, he has the protection of South Africa. Interaction about people from your country must be led by the, 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 the council or the embassy, the embassy of the country that you're coming from. Help us to under, understand this, uh, Michael. Um, UNHCR comes and says, uh, you know, Angola uh, is now stable and uh, we're going to repatriate uh, their people voluntarily to Angola. Does it help you to disseminate that information amongst uh, the refugees? Yes, uh, of course. We, 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 look, there's not, there isn't an issue of um, problem of dissemination of information here. That isn't the problem here. There are regular stakeholder engagements that the department has with, um, with, uh, with the Angolan constituency that we're speaking about specifically. So in that regard, in terms of the information that they need for them to either regularize their stay into South Africa or voluntarily repatriate themselves back to their countries of origin or, 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 um, or apply for um, uh, refugee status. All of that information is information that they have. So the issue of dissemination of information isn't the problem. We've been having regular engagements with uh, a 2,000-strong constituency group of Angola. So I'm surprised he's saying now it's moving up to 6,000 because it seems the number seems to be moving across quite rapidly. But nonetheless, we, we've been having those engagements with that constituency. So there isn't, there isn't uh, uh, an, uh, a decision by Homer says unilaterally that it wants to now um, deport 2,000 uh, Angolans. We are working with the UNHCR, and we are saying to this, this constituency that you, are, you can no longer term yourselves. As, as, as refugees, you now enjoy the protection of a democratically elected government. So you are now represented by a government. And for South Africa to to be in line with with, with the best practice in terms of these type of issues, we should also begin to interact through your government when we are talking about your constituency. The same way when people are talking about South Africans abroad and they, they, they recognize the South African government, they must interact with the South African government. There isn't no, there isn't a, a South African group that um, speaks for itself, um, has South African citizenship, but speaks directly to other countries. So those are the things that we are trying to put now into formation so that we don't create a, a diplomatic mess by undermining diplomatic countries in our own region uh, because people have not taken advantage of the, of, the, of the leniency that we've extended for them to regularize their stay in South Africa. Those opportunities have been extended. And also, we should also be careful of this wide-sweeping um, generalization to make that every single person that left Angola left um, under the same asylum seeker protection um, intention. So now when it's time to go back, all of them have exactly the same reasons why they can't go back. It doesn't work like that. There are, there are very specific uh, and, and very different dynamics to each single application for asylum. Those who are in the country, in South Africa, and still fear 
persecution in Angola should apply for um, for the asylum seekers uh, or refugee status in the country based on the merits that they put forward. But we don't have a, a, a mass application system for 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 asylum seekers in the country. They must they must present their cases on their own merits. But there there are also different groups, such as those who have not taken advantage of regularizing their stay in the country, going forward to home affairs and VFS and saying, we are in the country because we have South African wives or we are South African husbands. Therefore, we are accompanying visa type um, type people who, who need to be, remain in the country. So those people haven't taken advantage of that and are now using um, the media or, or any other mass mobilization platform to try and put pressure on South Africa when these issues were not were not created as a result of mass media pressure. They were created out of a, a relationship between the South African government, our constitution, and the UNHCR. But when that when that arrangement says to us the terms for which you gave this protection to this constituency no longer exist. It can't be for South Africa to continue saying that this country, Angola, which has a democratically elected government, is now a country that's still unstable or unstable and still um, needs needs South Africa to protect various people from from that government. South Africa can't say that. So issues of this nature, how do they get resolved? I think I think we need to listen to each other, and I, and I think we need to not believe that um, there's going to be media pressure that's going to change the, the narrative. Yeah, we need to listen to each other and hear where South Africa is coming from. There are regular stakeholder engagement that South Africa has with uh, with the Angolan constituency, specifically specifically to this issue, and we've explained to them how the refugee status work and how now it no longer is no longer in um is no longer no longer applies currently. We've explained this to them. So I think we need to go back to the drawing table, include the Angolan government and bring, and begin discussions that move to a the, the most amicable resolution that we can find. My Chwete, spokesperson for the Home Affairs Department. Thank you for joining us. It's 23 minutes after five. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Yeah, good afternoon. Just want to uh, start off in Cape Town, just spend a little bit of uh, time detailing the uh, severe congestion. Uh, it is raining in Cape Town and uh, rain and Cape Town traffic, not a good mix. So uh, the CBD heavily backed up, all the routes going out, all the roads going in. You know when it's busy, when routes like Helen Suzman and High Level Strand and uh, Main and Somerset, when you when you see those routes backing up on the inbound side uh, from Greenpoint, you just know that the congestion is severe and significant in the CBD. Elevated freeway goes in very heavy off the N1 and off the N2 and all those uh, outbound routes are jammed up. Uh, Albert Road out to Fort Trekker out to Lisbeck Parkway, uh, out through Salt River on Victoria and Maine. The highway network's out to Hospital Bend, absolutely jam-packed. The M3 uh, right back into the gardens area this afternoon. So uh, just give yourself extra time to get in, out or through the CBD, otherwise travel later. Uh, Also a lot of congestion around.